Hello, my beloved, and welcome to today's Body-Led Business Podcast episode. I am your host, Ulrika Valen, and today I am going to talk about the 10 things that I wish I had known in the first year of my business to save my time, my energy, my nervous system health, and also to be able to scale my business in much more sustainable ways. But before I go into all this juicy conversation, I firstly want to share that right now I am recording this episode in my goddess temple, which is becoming so beautiful. I have most of the room covered in squishy mattresses and fluffy things, (laughs) lots of beautiful candles, images of different goddesses. And last night I held the most nourishing women's gathering here in this room where we laughed, we cried, we screamed. One woman had beautiful kundalini shakes allowing yourself to be raptured in beautiful pleasure. We dropped in, we held each other, we shared intentional touch and gave each other support. And all of this to say that it was so beautiful to be very intentionally gathering women in my house because right now in my life, I'm feeling so spacious in my schedule, in my life, inside of my nervous system. And in the first year of my business, I must admit that was not the case. I was actually shocked when I began creating my business, how much there is to do. It's not only coaching and creating programs and teaching. There's so many other things that we have to you know, take into consideration. And the result was that I would end up my days or weeks exhausted. And there was one moment where my partner at the time told me, Aurika, I want you to show up in your best energy when we meet because we lived in different towns in Bali. So I would go to his place usually on Thursdays for the weekend. And often I would come to him feeling tired, overwhelmed. And I was really longing to relieve myself of the tension that I was holding inside of my body because of the way I was running my business. So I would unconsciously try to pick up a fight (laughs) just to relieve myself of that tension, right? And him requesting that he wants me to actually show up in my best energy and not only give him the crumbles of my energy was such an important awakening call because of course I want to give the best of me to the people that I love not just my romantic partner but also my community and of course myself and my own body so this was one of the initial awakening calls or kicks in the ass that I got in the earlier stages of my business when it comes to realizing can I lead my business in much more intentional strategic and smarter ways so this episode is going to be perfect for you if you are in the earlier stages of building a business such as year one or two and so may this episode save you a lot of time energy and of course your nervous system health So right now I'm going to share 10 things that I wish I had known in the beginning of building my business. So number one, mentorship. So I had mentors from day one of my business and that was a huge key to scaling my business to six figures in the very first year. But I had to learn so much when it comes to whom to hire and how to hire. So my tip for you is hire mentors, not because of their shiny seven-figure Instagram bio, but because you relate to their values, you understand their methodology, and really trust that their method works for you. Do not expect to create lots of success and make lots of money just because you pay the money. 
Like it doesn't work like that. <laughs> yes, you want to be making you know solid, aligned investments inside of your business, but just paying someone a bunch of money will not generate you money. There is so much more than you will need to do to create this level of success. So when you are hiring a business mentor, for example, you want to be looking at their lifestyle, the depth, their capacity to be vulnerable and real. And I will also advise you to look at the access you will have to them inside of the program. What is their availability? Because personally, I have paid lots of money to mentors only to realize afterwards that, you know, all I have is very little access apart from, for example, a weekly call in the mastermind. So yes, that was great, but it's not exactly what I expected and it wasn't their fault it was my fault that i didn't ask them you know what's their availability and also do not be afraid to ask them questions before you buy so that you know that they are the right person for you and when it comes to values so of course it took me some time to realize what my values are in business and what i uncovered is that for me life comes first my body comes before my business. I am trauma-informed and I care that my mentor is also trauma-informed, meaning that they will know what to do if my trauma comes up, for example, and they will know how to identify it. I care that my mentor is living a full package life, that they are not only running their business and working crazy hours, but actually they have the spaciousness to prioritize their relationship their family and their community and their well-being, right? So these are my values. And when I'm hiring a mentor, I will ensure to know as much as possible that they fully embody these values. So when you hire your mentor, look at this decision holistically and not just at the amount of money that they are making. Number two, hiring a team. So this is a big one. And one of the best tips I received at the beginning of my business is hire before you are ready. And I did that. I hired my first VA perhaps in the third month of my business. And I'm so happy that I did. And then I hired my OBM and online business manager about half a year later. So I've always had the team. And some of the mistakes that I did was hiring someone because I liked their vibe. <laughs> this always ended up costing me a lot of money. Another mistake that I did is hiring someone just because they're cheap. This would always cost me twice the amount of money later. So hire team members, not just because they're fun or, you know, you love the personality, but because they're really, really good at what they do. And sometimes it will be actually cheaper for you to pay a higher rate for someone because they're really good as opposed to hiring the cheapest person and then having to deal with a lot of mistakes, lack of accountability and a lot of leakage of your energy, which, you know, for example, would keep me up at night. <laughs> that is definitely not a very good business strategy. So hire before you're ready and hire the best people. And then know that in the early stages of your business, before you have more income coming in, it's edgy and risky to hire team members. So of course, you never want to be hiring before you feel you know, quite spacious inside of your nervous system. So at the beginning, maybe you will just hire someone to do even just two or three hours of work per week for you. And that is going to liberate so much more of your creative space so that you can focus on the things that are actually moving the needle. Number three, that was a really big lesson for me. And that lesson is take care of my taxes and organize my money from day one. Do not sit on your money work. 
both energetically and also practically. So really be on top of your taxes, your accounts, invoices from day one of your business because if you let this just accumulate, it's going to create so much more work for you. Afterwards, it's going to create more stress. And also money is attracted to clarity and structure. So you want to be a safe space for your money to come into your life and stay in your bank account. And as a business owner, you are here to manage a commerce, meaning that you want to respect your business by having your finances in order and treat your business like a business. So definitely do not sit on your money work and take care of your relationship with money when it comes to the energetics so that your nervous system feels safe with receiving and holding more money while also looking at the practical aspects of money, such as looking how much money you have in a bank account, what is coming in, what is coming out, invoices, and all these things. And I have a program for that, which is called the Pulse of Wealth. It is a two-week exquisite intensive looking at both the energetic and also the practical aspects of money. This program also includes four calls with multiple somatic ceremonies for you to heal your relationship with money inside of your nervous system and also increase your capacity to hold and receive more money. It's such a beautiful program and I would love to have you inside of this program. So if you want to join, let me know on Instagram and I will tell you more about it. Okay, number four. Drop the timeline of your results. Oh, I really wish I had known this one at the beginning because some of my earlier coaches told me, you know, the very masculine, the bro marketing style of goal setting. So this is how much money you want to be making this month, the next month. This is how many clients you need to have, this amount of money. And it felt nice to think about these things. But at the same time, deep down, this created so much pressure. So for example, if I expected to have 10 people in my program and I had only seven, I felt that this is not enough and I must be doing something wrong. So I had expectations which created pressure and pressure created a feeling of failure, even though things were going great. So I highly recommend to drop the timeline of your desired results. I believe it's beautiful to know how many people you would like to be serving inside of your business. It's beautiful to know how much money you would like to welcome every single month, but you want to drop the timeline of when this needs to happen because you're simply not in control of that. Number five. Oh my God. I really, really wish that I had known this at the beginning as well. It's so, so important. So do not compare yourself to other people who have been doing this work for years. It's just unfair to yourself because Year one, year two, year three in your business will look very, very differently. So in case you're just beginning to create your product suite, for example, and then you're looking at someone who has spent years building out 20 offers, it's just simply unfair. It doesn't do justice. So find places where you feel expanded. Follow only the people who make you feel that they're bringing out the best in you. So, of course, it's not just the fault of the people you follow, but also you want to have enough consciousness within yourself in case you're following someone who's been doing this for years. You want to be very aware of when you may be creating comparison because that's just simply not serving you. Number six, this is more of a practical strategic thing, but you want to be having intentional lead magnets to capture people's emails. Because in order to scale your business, you don't want to be relying just on Instagram. You want to start 
creating what's known as omnipresence or cross-pollination as early as you can. So your lead magnets will be promoted, for example, on your social media, and then this will help you create your mailing list. When it comes to creating a lead magnet, also known as a freebie, you want to be solving one important problem, the solution of which will prepare your people to join your next offering, usually a low ticket offering. So for example, right now I am creating a new lead magnet, which is a somatic practice called body-led business movement. And this way people will have an experience of what it's like to be really dropped in inside of the body. They will experience what it's like to source their inner validation, creativity, and confidence inside of their bodies. So it's so valuable because it's not just a PDF, it's an experiential guide. And then once they feel complete with this practice, this will naturally lead them to the question of, Okay, so how can I direct this newly awakened energy inside of my body to creating my desired business? And this is where I will be most likely upselling people into a low ticket offering as the next way to work with me. Okay, so number six was having intentional lead magnets. Number seven, master social media in a really strategic way and focus on service. When you're starting out your business, there's so many different tips and tricks and hacks on how to create a social media content. And this will depend on your human design, for example. This will depend on your creative routines, on how confident you are when it comes to putting yourself out there. So social media is a whole world on its own. And there's so many elements that you want to be looking into. And be very compassionate with yourself. So be very patient with yourself. It's going to take you some time to find a way that feels like an extension of who you are as a woman and as a teacher. Also, when it comes to social media, a lot of people are, for example, focusing mostly on being inspiring. A lot of people are posting just what's alive because they are lacking a sense of direction. So my first tip for you would be to learn how to actually focus on serving your people and creating a transformation in their lives even before they buy because this way they will feel that they can really trust you and this way you will stand out from other coaches who are just being inspiring and if you want to learn more about this i have a podcast episode on creating content that actually converts and this is the episode number three in the body led business podcast so make a little note and once you're finished with this episode jump to number three and learn how to create content that serves and converts number eight is about somatic processing and protecting your nervous system so luckily i already had a lot of somatic tools before i began running my business and i believe this was one of the reasons why my business scaled so fast even though of course i was dealing with overwhelm and stress but at the same time i had the tools of processing my stress in a very effective way so in case you're not so familiar yet with somatic work i highly recommend that you find places where you can learn how to process stress, anxiety, fear, and, you know, the roller coaster of running a business through your body so that you do not accumulate any tension. And also, there's so much more depth when it comes to somatic processing because your deepest power, your confidence, your creative ideas 
will most likely be hiding in the shadows, in the underworld of your unconscious mind, which is such a gift. I love shadow work. I love somatic shadow work. And most of my best ideas came because I dared to lean into my body and into my pain and into my shadows. Okay. And when we do this, we're also supporting the nervous system to be always discharging any stress, fight or flight responses instead of, you know, shutting down, dissociating. So as a woman to woman, I ask you to truly find a way to process your emotions somatically to truly protect your nervous system. And of course, I do have a program for this as well. It is called the Great Feminine Reset, which helps you reset your heart, your body, your sensuality, your relationships, and also your identity as a leader somatically. So I have a somatic practice for each of these topics. And on top of that, you get to have the actual practice separately from each call so that you can access this practice in your daily morning rituals. So it's such a beautiful way for you to start embarking on this somatic way of living. Send me a DM if you want to join the Great Feminine Reset. All right, so we have two more. Number nine, protect your creative time. You know, when you're beginning to run or create a business, there's so many things to do. It's kind of crazy because... You know, we all start our business with this romantic idea of teaching and coaching and doing in-person events, but there's so many things to do in the back end, especially before you hire a team. So do not let your admin tasks to eat away at the very thing that will create your success, which is your connection to the muse, your connection to the deepest why, and your capacity to expand your visionary thinking, which means you will have to protect your time. You will have to block out time on your schedule where you connect to your vision, to your creativity, and focus on thinking bigger than doing the admin and the backend things. Number 10, commit to being in this work long-term. Know that this is a long-term journey And when you stop seeking results tomorrow or the next week, you kind of relax the nervous system and start trusting that there is a much bigger plan for you. So in order to play full out, you want to pace out your energy. Instead of going full power in the first week of your launch, you actually want to spread out your energy until the end of your launch. And also when you commit to doing this work long-term, you create so much more spaciousness when it comes to your results and your creativity. And then you remember that it's not just about the next program you launch. It's not even about the number of likes of your next post, for example. It's not about the sales you make next month. Your mission is so much bigger and it is going to take time to grow your business. It is going to take time to find your own methodology and become truly embodied in your work. So this is what I've got for you today. I'm going to briefly repeat the 10 points and I highly recommend that you take some time to reflect on them, journal about them, see if there's any action steps that you wish to take to refine some of the ways that you are running your business. So number one was about mentorship. Number two is about hiring a team. Number three is taxes and money. Number four, drop the timeline of your results. Number five, do not compare yourself to the people who have been doing this work for years. 
Number six is creating intentional lead magnets. Number seven, focus on service and master social media content strategy in your own unique way. Number eight, somatic processing and protecting your nervous system. Number nine, protecting your creative time. And number 10, commit to doing this work long-term. Thank you so much. I would so love to hear any insights or questions about this episode. Feel free to send me a DM on Instagram and I would so love to chat with you. And lastly, if you leave a review, I'll be so happy to send you a meditation on how to become a CEO that is able to source her validation internally. It's something that I practice all the time myself and I would so love to share this meditation with you. So leave a review whether it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts or any other platform, send me a screenshot on social media, on Instagram, and then I will send you the meditation. Thank you so much, and I'll see you in the next episode.